hosts i'm charlotte and i'm jonathan and we believe that one of the most valuable gifts you can give to yourself is the gift of wholeness through integrating all aspects of what it means to be human and in this podcast we're bringing you insight information and inspiration to move from a stressful to stress-free life your journey to becoming even healthier and happier starts right now welcome to wellness theory the podcast Welcome to today's show. I'm joined by Tess Jewel Larson, who empowers female professionals, entrepreneurs, and those who feel like they're juggling it all to go from exhausted and overwhelmed to feeling balanced and thriving. Tess is a certified mindfulness coach, somatic healer, and a yoga therapist in training. Now, like us here at Wellness Theory, Tess emphasizes the importance of breath, mindful movement, stress management, nervous system resiliency, mindset, and lifestyle shifts to help clients feel more more joyful, balanced and optimistic and thrive no matter what obstacles come their way. Tess is also the co-host of the podcast called The Happy Edit and this podcast dives into what it means to be happy and how to build a foundation for happiness through different lenses. So a big welcome Tess. I am pumped and excited to have you on the show today for this conversation. How are you? Uh, I'm super excited to be here so thank you. Um, I'm doing really well. I'm glad to hear it. We're living in a funny time in the world right now. And I really, really love what it is you do. And I think it's so relevant for the times we're living in and for what is to come. So that being said, what do we need to know about you that brought you to where you are today and is behind why we're having this conversation? Well, <laughs> I guess there's every my entire life brought me to where I am today. Um <laughs> like all of us, right? Um but so I you know as as you mentioned um in your introduction, you know, I'm a stress and burnout coach. I work with people holistically. I'm looking at, you know, everything that's going on in their lives and finding ways to support them as best as I can, being that guide and and um resource for them to to really you know take the, their life you know whether they're feeling overwhelmed exhausted right just like there's too much going on to really finding a place of balance and being able to thrive no matter what comes their way and a lot of that came from uh me being in a place where I wasn't uh, thriving or feeling balanced and feeling very disconnected from myself and it took me a while to get to that that point where I realized I was very disconnected from myself um but you know I got to the point where I was having panic attacks like all the time and I didn't understand why um I've always struggled with anxiety but like I thought I was better with that like I you know um had different tools under my belt. I was like, yeah, no, I'm fine now with it. You know, I know how to sort things out. But then all of a sudden it was just getting worse again. And I really didn't understand what was going on. And it was, it was quite scary. Um, but I also didn't reach out to anyone, you know, I was like, I can just, I can sort this out myself. Um, and, and then, um, I ended up injuring myself to the point where I could barely move. Um, I herniated a disc in my back and that was excruciating. And, um, you know, kind of all these things combined, I started realizing like, I I can't, like there's something I'm not doing right for me. I need to start really figuring out what, what I need to do for me. And um, so that was quite the journey of, A, just getting to that point and realizing that I need to make these changes 
you know, what can I do to to make these changes? And so, you know, it finally got to the point where like, I need to reach out to someone. I need to reach out to, you know, to get help. Um, and part of that was reaching out to my family and just being like, hey, like I need your support. Um, part of that was reaching out to professionals. You know, I was fairly lucky um, when it happened, I guess, because it was like right after COVID. And so the world had sort of opened up online, right? So I was able to reach out to people from all over the world, which, you know, maybe I could have to an extent before, but I, I didn't realize that that was an opportunity or, you know, something that was available to me until after COVID. Um, and so, you know, I started working with all these um, wonderful, <laughs> amazing people um, to try to get my life back in in order, you know, being able to move again, um, being able to uh, for my dad. Um, and, you know, that's that's how they were raised. Right. Like it was very much this um, we're a, a farming, you know, originally a farming family. And then my dad moved into um, engineering and, you know, it's just that very much of pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got to keep working. You got to keep pushing for, for what you want. Um, and so that, that idea of like that continual push, like that's what you have to keep moving forward to and not this idea of, you know, it's okay to rest. It's okay to like take time for yourself and, and recoup and, you know, really listen to what your needs are and to enjoy life. Right. And to, to have hobbies and to explore. And not that I'm saying that my, you know, my, my grandpa or my dad don't do that. But I think that there was a, you know, this real big idea of like, you've have to, you have to make a statement in some way with your life, whether that statement is supporting your family, whether that statement is, you know, getting that promotion that, you know, you want, right? Like it was very much the focus of that instead of what is, you know, how, what really lights you up. Right. Um, and so I think that that's sort of the background of of that for me is like it was just about pushing to the, get to the next step and not really taking time to enjoy where I am. Mm. And that's such a common story, is in a common journey. And it's interesting because you speak almost from the place where you were connected. However, you then slowly started to shut down over time. Whereas my experience, I think, was very different. It was more a case of I was disconnected until I wasn't. <laughs> like, I don't remember a time when I probably was as connected um, until I started to do do the work right and wake up to the fact that you know bursting into tears when you have a conversation isn't normal <laughs> and it it, it took what? <laughs> like anxiety and panic attacks to the point of like really really struggling um to oh, yeah. to, to engage with people in uh, in an efficient way and I always thought I was connected because I always did something in the realm of what I loved however that's not the same as being in the place where you can feel what lights you up. They're two very different things. And it's funny, like when you were talking, I can can hear again this theme of it's not just about doing, it's about being. There's a theme of it's not just the yang, we need the yin to complement it, right? We need to have yeah. these polarities at play, but dancing together and, and actually being aware of them to be able to actually move forward in a healthy way. Now, part of your background or a part of your expertise that you do now is in and around somatic healing. And that's what I yes. really want to dive into with you today. So can you just share kind of in a nutshell, what is somatic healing and how is it different from traditional therapies? 
All right. So first off, um, soma from somatic means body. Um, so it's about working with the body to release tension, trauma, um, pretty much anything that we hold in our body so that it's no longer staying there physically. And we can do this through movement. We can do this through breath work, through awareness, mindfulness, um, and just kind of taking that time to sort of pause and have your own sort of self-study of, of that, you know, what's arising in your body. Um, and then from there, you start to kind of notice the patterns that you are holding in your body and little by little you seeing those patterns so just kind of taking a little further step back from that um when every experience that we have every you know event that we live through we process it through different ways right we can process it we process it through physically like you know our body is responding to our environment it's continually scanning you know what's going on and we process it mentally we process it emotionally or well it comes in mentally emotionally physically spiritually right all of that um and then the depending on what happens in that situation we may or may not be able to really digest it right um and so when we are no longer able to digest that experience it gets stuck in the body um, and depending on what it is, right, it gets stuck in different places in your body. Um, we have different um, nerve plexuses throughout our body that um, sort of fire up when certain things happen. Um, so like, for example, if, you know, you're scared and you're fearful for a reason, like this is going to fire up plexuses in sort of the root of your your core abdomen area right sort of right, right around where the um the perineum is and like that is going to um ignite different muscles you know actions that you know it, it makes sense right because it wants to get you out of that situation right so it's going to have you run maybe run away or fight or whatever um and so like when when this happens over and over and over again, um, it, it gets more solidified in there. And so like, maybe you have an experience and you weren't able to process it. And then, you know, like your brain stores that. Um, and when something else happens that maybe isn't exactly the same, but it's in close enough that the body thinks, oh, that's the same thing. It like kind of brings it back up again. And the more that we go through that without totally processing it and, you know, releasing that, then it becomes this, this cycle. Um, and so the idea of somatic healing is to go in, A, notice, start to bring awareness to those parts, those, those patterns, and then B, start to reprogram them um, from a more of a physical standpoint, um, and more of an awareness standpoint, right? You're you're changing the the way that your like your brain is literally functioning, right? Um, and so the difference here is that in more of a traditional therapy, you would be going into the story of it, you know. So why something is happening, yeah. right? Why these thoughts are coming up. Whereas in a somatic aspect, you're not going into the story of it. You're going into the awareness, the feeling 
the breath, you know, how is this coming up in the body? And then when you notice those things, what can we do to slightly change them? You know, it's a bit by bit thing. It's not like an instant, like all of a sudden you're cured, right? Like it's doing these little tiny things over and over again to catch yourself when you're in that reaction mode, when you're in that patterning to start to shift away from the patterning. It's so necessary to understand that it is like a journey. So my first experience with any kind of somatic healing or therapy was absolutely horrendous. So when I first really understood the connection, it was after obviously this this event, because I went down the rabbit hole to then understand and study and learn um, about the somatic side of things, probably in the very, very early days. And I remember I was the, I was on a, a coach training. I've done quite a few certifications on this one in particular, by far one of my favorite trainings that I've done. Um, where you are not just learning to coach, you have to obviously then experience everything that you're learning in in that um, in that therapeutic uh, certification, and and it's brilliant. Like absolutely loved it. However, during that period, I accessed some memories and some trauma that I hadn't accessed before, and this this happened. I think well, gradually kind of throughout that training, and it got to a point. It was something like two o'clock in the morning and I was having these flashbacks and it was absolutely horrendous. Like I didn't know what to do. It literally completely shook my world. Uh, Jonathan, my partner was really worried. Um, obviously I was going back into the training the following day. So I was like, okay, well at least I'm in the right place <laughs> for this to be coming. Yeah. Um, and I got there early because what else am I going to do? I was like awake and like reliving a lot of the trauma again in that moment. It was in very much a crisis kind of mode. And I went in mm-hmm. early and there was um, another well-intended practitioner that was there. And her solution to how I was feeling was to get me to lay on the fl- floor and shake. And there was no context behind it. And that actually made things 10 times worse. So the reason I bring mm-hmm. that up is because I like what you said about it's a process and there's an awareness piece to it as well, right? There is a time oh, yeah. place for different types of therapies. And like, that was something for me that was just like, that was the last thing that I actually needed at that moment in time, given where I was on the journey. And I think it's so important to mention that because people get confused. Like I was confused at that time, obviously in crisis, everything's elevated anyway, but I was confused. Mm -hmm. I I didn't know what I needed. And it wasn't that um, at that moment in time. However, that did lead me down the rabbit hole as to what was the intention behind that? What is the connection between mind and body to, to, to really have seen where she was coming from and for that to have helped me. And I'm a true believer in somatic therapy and uh, somatic healing. And it's something that we do a lot of within our quantum flow practices um, and Qigong. It's not specifically somatic healing, but the principles are there, the fundamentals and the foundations are the same. Yeah. And it's, and it's an absolute game changer. However, I truly believe it has a time and place. So tell me what your take is on that, given your expertise. Um, so yes, you, you know, it's, it's, we need, first off, it depends on what you're working on, right? Like you could, a lot of time, hmm, let me process what I want to say. So especially if there's things that, um, are stored in the body that are, you know, you experience them as very traumatic. It, it's not a bad idea to have different modalities being worked at 
similar times, if not at the same time, right? So if you're constantly feeling like you're in that story over and over again, please work with someone that works with story. Go to a counselor, a therapist, you know, and 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 process that. And then maybe go into the somatic or at the same time, you can do it at the same time, but make sure that you have a team that can support you. And it's not necessarily just one person, depending on where you are in your journey. Um, that is my first thing. Yeah. And just, <laughs> the, just, the, on, just on that, um, I think it's absolutely critical that anybody that is seeking help, like you courageously did, like when, when you were sharing your story and like I did and part of my journey is that you're asking questions and you're asking the right questions and not just blindly following somebody that says, I can help you because that happens yeah. as well far too often in this space. So question them, quiz them, like ask them what, what do they understand around the nervous system, around our the, the difference between quality of thinking and emotions and the storage in the body. And hopefully our listeners to this podcast have listened to enough episodes to be able to ask some really good questions to be able to get that specific support that they need or build that team around them definitely definitely so yes questions are important um having that awareness around you right like and and that can be difficult especially when you're in those moments of you know heightened discomfort right like you know it's we don't always know what questions to ask but you know just being aware that you can ask questions and that it as a professional you know the professional that you work with they need to be able to respond to those questions and if they can't then maybe they're not the right person for you to work with in that moment um and so having that team around you and then also like as a somatic healer like it's super important to me to to when I'm working with my clients to keep them in with within their window of tolerance right so they don't have that fallout um, and sometimes when we're going through these trainings um from experience as well like you know it's it's more difficult for the trainers to do that because there's lots of people that they're working with all at once and so it's not individualized right so having that individualized support can be really beneficial because the person can the the, the practitioner can really you know watch and see like how is all of this working with you um and and really gear it to to guide you where you are in your journey um and so for me it's always important to start creating and developing resources resources that you can go back to when you're feeling activated um and really creating that as like a solid foundation before moving into any real somatic work. Um, I think that, uh, that's critical, right? Like with my example, like people listening to that might make them think, oh, that's not for me. Like that sounds horrible. I don't want to go through that. But like you've said, it's like we need to learn about this when we're in a resourceful place so that we can tune in when it's yeah. when it's needed, right? Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's a practicing it, you know, when in moments that you're, not feeling as activated right so like it's it's creating that muscle memory and you know it's kind of the wax on wax off style you know like there is a reason why he was doing all those actions with his body right so that when he got into the fight um the karate kid was able to like bring those in into the the motions that he was doing into the forms that he was he was competing with um and it's the same thing for for when we're creating um you know, we're, we're establishing that those resources 
that we can go to, whether that's an inner resource, whether that's, um, you know, using something in our surroundings that can help calm us and ground us. Um, you know, and the, the, my idea is always to, you know, meet the person where they are, stay within their window of tolerance, you know, pushing ever so slightly, but still staying within that sphere so that we're, you know, you, we don't have the fallout. And if there is a bit of fallout, then there's, you know, you're able to then meet yourself and support yourself um, within that. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think it's really important that you, when you're going through this process, that that you you have that sort of established foundation of of resources that you can go to to keep yourself grounded in those moments but then also just on a day-to-day -day basis right like they're super helpful like you know maybe you have you know something happened here you know maybe you're driving and someone cuts you off and you know you feel that activation of like oh why did that person do that like oh a you have start to bring that awareness to it okay I'm responding or I'm reacting instead of responding to this prop you know maybe as I could what can I do to bring myself back to a more balanced state you know what is what tools have I developed you know maybe that's just taking a couple of breaths maybe that is you know taking a moment just to to notice and be aware sometimes all just being aware can be like you know a really supportive thing maybe that's you know taking a moment to just um sort of allow yourself to to feel a little light in the heart center, you know, what, whatever it is, right. Or maybe you have like a stone or something that you can hold on to and you can feel that or a, an animal that you can pet, like whatever it is, right. It's, it's starting at where you are in this moment, something that gives you um, a feeling of ease, of comfort, of stability. Um, obviously we want to choose things that aren't like going to have negative side effects <laughs> um well like you know some people like their natural thing would maybe go to eat a lot because it fills that space or maybe they go and drink you know so things like that maybe are not as beneficial um and then also you know when you like if you have um if your resource at the beginning is you know you, hanging out with your dog or your cat you know and petting them and and having that um co-support from from the animal you know notice how you feel that in your body what is the sensation that it gives you because later on maybe you don't have access to that animal you know maybe you're in your car but you can then sort of bring up that feeling and that the awareness of that feeling okay how did I feel when I pet my dog maybe you know I could feel the the nice uh, fur under my finger. So maybe you're sort of running your hand on your leg and just kind of imagining that maybe, you know, you feel warm, you feel more at ease. So you're, you're starting to cultivate that. So you can turn these external resources into an internal resource, but it takes time to get there, right? Like it's always about taking little small steps and meeting yourself where you are and then little by little working to get there. But um, definitely starting first of creating that that resourcing and then starting to work into um you know noticing what's coming up and all in my in my case like I always start with something really minor right like I don't go for the big the big <laughs> stuff right away like it's always about like going for the minor things okay you know 
what's something today that activated you? Oh, it was that car. Okay. How did you feel in that moment? You know, what did you feel in your body? How did that, you know, were there any, and maybe that's just where we say, what did you feel in the body? Maybe we go take it a little step further. Okay. What did you feel in the body? Were there any thoughts attached to that feeling? Then take a little step further. Was there any emotion attached to that thought? Was there any judgment attached to that? You know, and, and and it's not for me, right? Like this is just that, that you know, self-study, that kind of inner Socrates, right? That we're working on cultivating um, to then start to be able to reframe it later on. Everything you've just described there is very much like what I believe to be like connecting with self, right? And it's learning how to become associated with ourselves aware of ourselves be aware of those sensations and those reactions but why do you and we're gonna we're gonna dive into that a bit more but why do you think we are so disconnected right now and that's a big generalization but i genuinely think that if we look back to our ancestors and to where we are today it's very different so what what's your uh, opinion behind that oh boy that is a big question <laughs> Um, I mean, I think, I I think it really depends on the person, the community that you're in as well. Um, but I think, you know, kind of going back to what I was saying earlier with my family, like it was this idea that we need to keep pushing for something more and it's not that we can just be content in the moment. Um, and I think that that is very true with our society as a whole is that, you know, it's like whenever we, we make a goal, right? Like we, we almost get to that goal and then all of a sudden that goal jumps up to be another goal, right? And like, we don't celebrate, we don't pause, we don't go, yeah, I got there, right? Like, whoa, look at how far I've come. It's like, oh no, I have to get up to this next thing. Um, and, you know, I think with, with the technology that we have, it can keep us going without stopping, right? Like we just keep going, going, going. Um, we're never pausing. We're never bored, right? Like we always have something that we can go to to keep us stimulated. We never rarely ever turn off. And once again, this is generalization, right? Like there's definitely people that do. But and as as a whole, I think that that's one of the biggest issues is that we don't turn off. We don't, we don't take a moment to actively rest and by that I mean like not being connected to some sort of device not having external stimulation of some sort just literally pausing and taking time with ourselves. there are studies that show that actually being bored is really good for us because it helps us connect to our creativity right like but when we're constantly being connected when we're constantly having access to always having something to stimulate us then we don't have that time to to really pause and recharge and allow ourselves to really notice what's happening. We can constantly find reasons to to cover ourselves, you know, it, by ourselves. Like I don't mean like physically, but I mean like you know that internal self, mm-hmm. right? That is you. Yeah, definitely. And they're all re- like really valid points. I agree with everything you just said there. I think it's an interesting time that we're living in and. It's just to add to that, I would probably say as well is like we've almost lost our own natural rhythm of what it means to be human. If even if we just connect to our the rhythm of our heartbeat, 
is very different to the rhythm of life to some extent or the way we yeah. operate in modern life. Um, and I think that can sometimes be a big eye opener because we, we our our rhythm is so influenced by different energies, right? Naturally so. Yeah. And the energies of devices and the energies of certain things that we consume sometimes really takes us far from what feels like us. And then when we stray from what feels authentic to us we then feel unsettled and we feel anxious and we feel stressed and we end up being overwhelmed and burned out and if you then couple that with the type of people that you you work with and that we work with is like you said professionals entrepreneurs people that are juggling it all you know it's so common for us then to have that mindset that you've described as onto the next goal onto the next goal onto the next goal and at some point we've got to put the reins on and be like whoa just remember that you are part of nature like you (laughs) You're here to to also have some of that downtime and to breathe. <laughs> and, and it's too yes. to forget that, right? Yes, yes. You know, so from like a yogic standpoint, um, you know, the the idea is a lot of our suffering comes because we we forget that we are connected to everything. So like the idea is, you know, life, us, everything is like the ocean. And we are these little waves in the ocean and when we get up there we forget that we're still part of the ocean we think that we're completely separate but we're actually still part of that ocean right we're still part of that universal consciousness um and so it's like that disconnection and i think that in our society that we have as you're saying like we we are constantly in that disconnection and we forget that we are connected to everything and everything has a cycle um one of the things that i I tend to bring into the work that I do um, when I'm working with with women, especially, well, um, is, uh, you know, noticing your your menstrual cycle. Like many of us are very disconnected from it. And because of the different hormones that are released at different times of our cycle, this can affect the way that we show up for ourselves, that we, you know, feel in our body, that we feel mentally or, you know, experience things mentally. And so, you know, just taking time to, to really start to, to notice what, you know, what happens at different times of that cycle and really coming back to, as you say, that natural rhythm that we have as humans and the natural rhythm that we have as being beings in this in this world. I'm so happy that you have brought that up because that is something that, that was a game changer for me when I started to understand the infradium rhythm and our 28 day cycle and, and what, what happens like naturally in terms of like our behaviors, then our emotions, and then the, um you know, the different energy that we'll feel and when we're at our best and when perhaps we need to pull back and then when we need to accelerate. And, and that's something that's helped me massively, particularly as an entrepreneur as well. Um, and I think it's really overlooked. And I think it's one of the less obvious strategies for us to find that connection with ourselves again so like tell us a little bit more about how somebody that's listening to this could raise their levels of awareness when it comes to their own um infradium rhythm cycle well I think for me well the first thing I would start off with is just (laughs) coming back to awareness right just being aware like you know a start writing down there's there's apps for this as well so like you don't necessarily need to keep it on your calendar you can have an app for it um I think one of them that um a few of my clients use is flow flo and they they really like it um 
but just sort of noticing like, okay, when is, you know, when is your period coming? Um, what happens right before that? What happens right after it? Um, what happens in the interim? You know, just noticing whatever's arising, you know, what thoughts are you thinking during this time? What emotions are you thinking? How are you feeling in your body? That just starting there, right? Just noticing what is arising at different times during the cycle. And then notice when, you know, what are those times that you tend to have more energy, that you tend to be more upbeat, right? As you're saying, like, especially from a business standpoint, like, let's put some of that energy in the business then, right? And then there's times that you're feeling sluggish, you're feeling a little bit lower. Let's take time away. Let's take time to like slow things down during that period. You know, so it's it's really about looking at, at um, you from that holistic standpoint of when do you feel that energy come? Let's work with that energy. When do you feel that energy sort of start to go away? When do you feel like you just need to rest and please just take time to rest. Like I think this has been my biggest thing is like, it's okay to rest. Like I am not lazy for resting. I am actually giving back to myself so I can do more later on, but it it feels counterproductive at the time, but honestly, like it is very beneficial. It's, it's fascinating that you said that because it's, it's such a common thread, the whole like, oh, I'm, I'm lazy or I can't be like this all the time or because I feel like this, that means I'm not like that. And there, there's too much of that kind of narrative going on that really can put someone back in their accomplishments, in their sense of self-identity, in terms of their belief system. And I think one of the most powerful things about bringing that awareness to your own natural um, energies and, and just the things that you observe, I think it really is that layer of self-awareness versus self-judgment. And I think there's such a fine line sometimes between the two that it gets blurred. And I think if we can really start to look at, okay, well, this is natural for me. Therefore I'm going to make these choices. So like for me, for example, I will never uh, book in a podcast interview when I'm in my like luteal phase, for example, I know I'm not going to be at the top of my game. I know that I'm going to lose my train of thought. I know that I'm not going to be able to articulate myself efficiently. So why on earth would yeah. I put myself in that scenario? Because that's going to add more stress to me. It's going to affect the quality of my work. Yes, it can have a bit of crossover sometimes. And sometimes I'll maybe just maybe do one thing a little bit too far. And I'm like, I should have listened to myself again. Like, why did I book that in at that point in time? And it's always a work in progress. But that awareness just immediately yeah. puts me into a space of that's okay. <laughs> and that yes, the matter that Joe blogs down the road is doing an episode every day, for example, on his podcast. It's like, that's not my rhythm. Do you know what I mean? And and I think sometimes exactly. can go against our own nature and that in itself creates conflict. And that then creates that those emotions and that, that energy that comes alongside those thoughts to get stuck in the body, like we've been speaking about this whole time. And that makes us show up with tension. It makes us show up with this contraction that just doesn't add value in any way shape or form to our greater greater mission I believe yeah no I totally agree I totally agree and you know you can do that like on a day-to-day -day basis as well so you know looking just on like just taking time to kind of 
journal of on your daily routines and your daily energy levels, right? Like what time of the day do you have more energy? What time of the day are you feeling a little bit more sluggish? And depending on the person, it's going to be different. Like, you know, you might be different than me. I might be more of a morning person. You might be more of an afternoon person. Someone else might be more an evening person and noticing like, Hey, when do you have energy, you know, for certain things, because certain things, like you said, like, um, you know, you might have more energy for creative stuff at one point you might have energy for something else at another point you know and and like from like an ayurvedic standpoint also from a chinese medicine standpoint depending on the time of day you have you know certain energies are are higher um you could look at it that way but honestly for me i just i think just look at yourself and notice what is coming up for you and being aware of it um you know, I think it, it's super important to have that that personal awareness of of these things and just taking, you know, take a week, a couple of weeks and just like write things down and just observe and meeting yourself with compassion, not be like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe I didn't do that before. Like, like, no, like you didn't do it before. Fine. And maybe there's going to be days that you don't do it later. Right. Like it's it's fine. But it's just about observing and being aware with compassion without judgment and then taking those little tiny steps to to make you know to get yourself on a path that does feel more comfortable and there's going to be times on that path like when you're making that path that it's not going to feel comfortable you're going to be knocked down you're going to be you know pushed back you can be like why am i doing this i'm all saying this from personal experience everyone (laughs) you know but like then like the further you get along and you're like yeah no like i I'm making the right decisions because I feel better in myself. I feel more connected to myself. And, you know, then it's, for me, it's, I, I like to kind of check in, you know, cause sometimes you go, well, yeah, but I don't know. Is this really good for me? Is it not? And it's like, you know, ask yourself, what is that thing that you want to do? Or you don't think you want to do and notice how you feel inside about it. Like I focus on sort of my, my heart area and in like my gut area and it's just like okay does when I think of whatever it is do I feel a little dis-ease and tension like that tightening like oh gosh do I feel like sort of interested like sort of like I wonder how that's gonna come out right like or do I just feel super open and like yes right and so so just like observing like your different reactions to whatever it is that you're thinking about doing or not doing and you know deciding like feeling it from the inside of your body and really you know observing those reactions and maybe at the beginning that does it doesn't mean anything to you and you're just like well my body's doing this I don't know but like the more you do it and so the more you do something that like really does light you up you're gonna feel in a certain way and you're gonna notice that right and the more you do something that you don't then that's gonna continue that you know, perpetual tightening and dis-ease somewhere in the body. So just taking time to to notice that is super beneficial. But once again, <laughs> this is a process. This isn't like all of a sudden you start to notice all these things, you feel all these things, you're aware of all these things, at least in my experience, like it is it is not an overnight thing. It it takes time. So please, you know, be be compassionate with yourself and just take it one step at a time. Absolutely. There's something that you said there 
around like just just observing and see what's happening in your body to recognize those 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 signals right because yes when you feel open it can be a sign that yes this is for you this is what's lighting you up and that feels very natural to you but sometimes you might close at something you're also still quite passionate about and that there is a clue that there's perhaps some work to be done because I've been in situations where you know I'm about to step out of my comfort zone massively and I can feel my body closing actually that's the opposite opposite of what I want to do so therefore I've had to like retrain my body and my belief systems as to what's leading to that tension and that has then allowed me down the line when I'm now doing those things that were once out of my comfort zone and now quite comfortable because I've been able to address those things so I think sometimes being aware of all of like the sensations like you've described like is really critical because they're all there to teach you something like the goal isn't to just always be open like the goal is to be aware right so that we can actually then start to just look a little bit closer and then explore what's going on there because maybe you're closing for a reason it's good reason stay closed like because actually sometimes you know we need to do that for our own safety in some situations um so i think that that going into it without a goal especially for our high performers that are listening is really important (laughs) Yes. No, no, I totally agree. I totally agree. And it's important to, to say that. And it's also important to, you know, when you're noticing those things, you know, ask yourself, like, it, you know, if it's, if you're in that stage of your journey, ask yourself, you know, what is the thought that's coming up with that? Is there a thought that's coming up with that? Is there an emotion there? Is there a judgment there? Because a lot of times, you know, especially when we're pushing ourselves out of our comfort zone, there is there's a judgment going on. There's some sort of limiting belief that we're like, oh, I can't do this because, right? Or, you know, I'm not worthy of that because, or whatever it is. So, you know, just, just notice like, what is there, what, you know, and, and, and I'm because maybe right now it's not the right thing for you, you know, and maybe a couple months down the line, a year down the line, it will be, you know, so it's always about meeting yourself where you are and just like noticing, you know, observing, having that inner Socrates of asking yourself those questions, being aware of them once again, without judgment, you know, just just noticing what's there and you know exploring that um and these aren't always easy things to do on your own you know like so that's why it can be really beneficial to have someone else there to to be that supportive guide um you know and whether that's a somatic healer whether that's a therapist whether that's a friend you know so it's it's just observe If um if I was going to share one practical thing, it'll be this something that I do currently today, and I'm gonna I'll, in a second I, I'd love to know what practical strategies you perhaps share with our listeners because this is something that's really helped me. And our listeners will know that I'm a bit of a journaling nut. I love to journal in many different ways, but there's one form of journaling that I really like, and this is so I do a morning setup and then kind of almost an evening shutdown journal, which doesn't take long at all, maybe like five ten minutes maximum on both. And the evening one is what I want to bring the attention to because on my evening journal, I split up my page uh, with a body scan. So it it makes me every day do a quick body scan to check in with like what what's my energy and what and what is going on on a physical level as well. So those two things um, combined mm-hmm. and obviously the emotions attached. But it's doing that scan and then making note of what I find, like making note of those observations and just make note of what I find not what I think it means <laughs> just what what right. came up right then um, I have another little column which is emotions like what are the emotions that I've noticed that have been present in that body scan but also dominant throughout the day um, and then in another little section of my page I've got my wins and acknowledgements what are the things um, that I that 
I can celebrate to some extent because um, I was very guilty of, like you have said, is like moving straight on to the next thing without celebrating yeah. my wins and without really acknowledging where I am and where I've been. Another piece of that puzzle, uh, that journal is um, lessons, right? Lessons from everything, from the body scan, from the emotions, from the the, the winds, uh, just generally throughout the day, maybe it's something I've heard. And I'm like, yes, that resonated with me, maybe something about myself. Um, and then power leaks. What were my power leaks that day? Because very, very often I notice there is a correlation between something that is draining my energy and it could be my own behavior. It could be a situation I've been in that is then heavily linked to what's happening in my body and what's happening in my emotional state as well. So being able to acknowledge yeah. where is my energy going makes a difference. Then gratitudes, which we've spoken about millions of times on this podcast. So I think we all are starting to understand the power of gratitude. But then the last question I ask myself every day is somewhere along the lines, because I tweak it slightly, is what are my vows to make sure that tomorrow is even more meaningful or even more fun or even more relaxing or even more productive, dependent on where I am at that moment in time. Because I always had this like really terrible habit of like trying to sustain the like one state almost, this pr productive, fast paced, gotta do this, gotta do that yeah, kind yeah. of mentality. It's classic achiever stuff, right? Um, yeah, yeah. But when I gave myself permission to say, okay, tomorrow can actually be a little bit more about recovery and rejuvenation. So what vows are I going to make to myself today to lean into that perhaps a bit more? Or it might be fun or it might be productivity. Like it doesn't really matter what the thing is. It's the the intention behind it to almost give myself permission to give mm -hmm. back to my day and myself in a way that's actually going to propel me forwards. And, and I just find mm -hmm. it is such a really useful journaling tool. Um, it's probably the one I've done for the longest. I've done it for years now. And it's something that just, it just fits with my logical mind, with my ability to be able to connect with myself and have that as a bit of a prompt. And everybody's going to have their own thing. But I just think that that might be useful for somebody listening. So <laughs> I'd love to hear yeah. Yeah. Well, I love that. I love that whole process. And I, I think it's great that, you know, you have a morning and then you have the evening and just kind of observing both of them. Um, journaling is amazing. Uh, I I think journaling is, is a fantastic thing. And it doesn't, one of the things that like, when I bring up journaling with clients as well as so they're like oh well you know I I have to do it in a certain way and it's like no you don't you, <laughs> you can write whatever you want you can doodle it you can whatever whatever comes out move you know move with what whatever it is um, it doesn't have to be full sentences it doesn't have to be grammatically correct you can have spelling mistakes you know just to, to whoever's listening I'm, I'm sure you've talked about this loads on on the podcast but like you know give yourself permission to just do whatever you want with your journaling it doesn't have to be a specific thing um but yeah so like me personally I I um have sort of a similar thing of what you're that that last question that you you talked about is usually every morning when I either when I'm still in bed or maybe when I'm taking a shower or something I take a moment just to to to, to scan through my body um like noticing what is arising physically for me um and then I scan through my thoughts you know what's arising you know in my thoughts and are there any thoughts that are like you know popping up through that body scan are there any emotions so very similar um spiritually you know like do I feel disconnected do I feel connected to you know myself to the world around me that sort of thing um 
And then I, I will ask myself, what is one thing I can do for myself today to get back to myself? And, you know, in a, it, and not to necessarily take a long time for it, but just one little thing that I can give back. And so maybe that is a little movement. Maybe that is, you know, I'm exhausted and I need to rest a little. Maybe that's um, reaching out to a friend because I haven't spoken to a friend for a while. Um, you know, what, whatever it is, but like what's one little thing that can give back to me that day. Um, and I, I find that this is also really, really beneficial for me because it gives me that permission to say, hey, yes, I can do this. But then also kind of set, reminds me like I, I'm worth that time right? Like me for myself and not just because I need to keep pushing for work. And um, I'm, I'm usually pretty good at it. There's definitely times <laughs> where like, I'm really like in the middle of something and I'm like feeling like I need to get all this stuff done um, that I forget. And then I realize that I forget because I'm not feeling as good in my body or mind. And I'm like, you know, feeling sort of that dis-ease coming up. And I'm like, huh, when was the last time I checked in with myself? When was the last time I did something for myself? Ah, <laughs> all right, it's time to start bringing that in again. Um, And, you know, you can do this. I sometimes do it, like I sometimes journal it and sometimes I do it in my head, like when I'm in a shower and I'm just like, okay, what can I do? Um, another thing I really like is like mention gratitude, like writing down things I'm grateful for, saying things, maybe having a little meditation of just like, reciting things that I'm grateful for to myself um and I really like affirmations um I think affirmations are a great way to like kind of especially if you notice anything like any of those judgments that are coming up any of those limiting beliefs to kind of write them out and put them somewhere that you can see um I also so I've started doing this with some of my clients um as well as like writing out different affirmations that you're currently working on putting them in a jar and then right before you go to bed reading one of those affirmations and then when you go wake up in the morning you pick out another you know whatever one comes up and reading it again so it's just like there in the like in your head as you're going asleep and as you're waking up just to kind of set yourself up for for the the day and the week and I think affirmations are great if you believe them um I'm not a fan of like just read it and life's going to be sunshine and rainbows and you're going to wake up tomorrow and you feel it i i like like i'm sure is the case with you is like it's, it's connecting with the energy that's attached to that statement and and the ownership oh, of yeah. yourself right yeah well it's about writing like to me it's about writing those affirmations like as i said like in those self-study moments when you're checking in what's arising okay let me write down an affirmation that meets that but then starts reframing it right and so it's it's about working with what you're you're currently processing in that moment and it's not just anything willy-nilly necessarily um but top 10 and read those and yeah <laughs> yeah 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 exactly 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 but you know I, I do think that it can be at least in my experience and in you know a lot of the people I work with it can be very beneficial of just having that like reminder like okay like you know I whatever it is you're working on you know like I can take those steps forward that I can start to feel it. And that's why I like to do it. I like to kind of bring those up and in the evening and in the morning, because your brain is like still in that fuzzy stage, right? So it's more susceptible to 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 really pulling in that 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 sensation of whatever it comes up, you know, what you're working on. Yeah. So, you know, it's it is um, but I totally agree with you. Like 
just anything out in you know the world maybe isn't there you know what's going to help you in that moment it's it's working on things that you you know that you identify with and and is going to help you know you take those those steps forward for sure one of the other things i like about the practice that you mentioned just before the affirmations as well is your personal experience of the days where it doesn't all fall in line and feel good and everything's like set up in the most like productive way sometimes because it's human and we all we all experience that so I'm so happy that you mentioned it because like sometimes there's almost again that layer of self-judgment or or hitting ourselves over the head with a big big stick because we didn't do it one day and now it almost feels like we're back to where we've begun I don't know if you've seen the visual of um like somebody drawing just like a, a circle that's unended going around and around and this idea of just feeling stuck and then actually yeah. the flip side yeah. of it being a spiral instead of the, like a flat 2D spiral, it becomes this 3D spiral. We're co- this is constant. We're always moving in the right direction. doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah. We just need to be moving in the right direction. Because if we're striving for perfection, we're, we're, we're screwed. <laughs> we're setting us up. So oh, like- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's totally human. For anyone listening, like you're going to mess up or you're not, not even mess up, but you're going to have days where you're less aware. You're going to have yeah. days where you don't do the thing you're going to say you're going to do. It happens. And that's okay, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, constantly like, bring that awareness in and the compassion in uh, whatever we're doing. Right. It's super important. I totally agree with that. Awareness and compassion. I think if we was to go back over all of our podcast episodes, like almost 200 of them and look for themes, I think awareness and compassion would probably be up there as like the, what probably the top two um that it always comes back to and it fascinates me every single time because we have guests from different walks of life different experiences different expertise and we've all got this theme in common like that there's something to it so anybody that's listening to this that is still on the fence (laughs) and it's still almost like oh yeah I get it but I don't get it get it you know maybe it's time to really pay attention to or you know it's funny you saying that like on in our the the podcast that I run with my sister-in-law the happy edit like that's of so much of the theme as well is like that awareness being present being compassionate to yourself like it always comes up in in the interviews with others and and ourselves as it's always kind of that back foundation of whatever is like we're discussing and, and it, yeah it's it's not always it's not always the easiest thing to fully get behind at the beginning especially um but the more that we show up for it the more that we do it it does become easier and it it does feel like it's like that beneficial pillar no those beneficial pillars of 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 support right yeah and they all are a muscle and they're all like a work in progress I think you know I mean my awareness has raised drastically compared to what it used to be I mean it used to be non-existent um and compassion is one that I still work on particularly self-compassion and it's something that is it's just a continual muscle that I think I'll need to be flexing for the rest of my life until I come across another pillar yeah. that I'm completely unaware of right that that is the cycle that almost is the path to some extent yeah yeah no I'm I'm with you on that completely yes <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that our listeners need to know whether you want to share with them before we wrap up um you know I think it's 
I just want to share once again, like just, you know, take take that time to to really be your own Socrates and kind of check in physically, check in emotionally, intellectually. Um, notice what's coming up, as we were saying, with compassion, right? Don't judge it, just just observe and and really take a moment to pause every day as as well you know as much as you you can when it ever comes into your head right like just pause it can be a couple of seconds it doesn't have to take a long time and just allow that moment to to start to reconnect because i do think a lot of our personal dis-ease um comes from that disconnection um and when we do that as a society then it becomes a society's problem as well right like and I think a lot of the issues that we have in our world at the moment come from that disconnection from self that then gets portrayed um and sort of pushed out into the community and into the world at at large so you know it, it it sort of sounds you know it might sound a little ridiculous but it always starts with ourselves it always starts with with you know that little drop of in the water and those ripple effects they might not seem important at the beginning they might seem really small but they keep going out and i do think that that is one of our greatest powers um for bettering the world that we live in is by reconnecting with self another common theme our mission here at wellness theory is literally to help people be healthy and well so that they can be a force for good in the world and it stems from exactly what you just described because it all starts with us you know we can't make a positive difference to the people in our immediate lives the people further afield if we're not able to show up for ourselves so I'm, I'm completely with you on that and i thank you so much for your time and your insights today tess um where can our listeners come and find you uh well first off thank you so much for having me this has been really fun i've been really enjoyed this this conversation um so you can find me on instagram facebook linkedin put in tess jewel larson you will find me it's not a common name <laughs> i like the name um, it's like an actor name it is yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'll tell my parents. <laughs> <laughs> they did good. They did good. <laughs> they did good. They did good. Um, and um, my website as well. Um, titanyyoga.com. That's T-Y-T-O-N-I yoga.com. Um, you can find out how to contact me if you just want to reach out or um, if you want to book in a time with me or whatever I have going on at the moment. Um, I kind of have my fingers in lots of different different aspects of different ways I can support people so you know by all means reach out let me know and just even if you want to say hi and you know that I always like talking to people (laughs) awesome so all of those links will be in the show notes anyway and uh, also the link to your podcast also listeners go and check that out because you obviously love podcasts um and thank you thank you for saying that (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much Tess for being here If you enjoyed this episode and you haven't done so already, hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Then share it with a friend who you think might benefit. Spread the word. That's how we're going to impact the world by helping each other. We appreciate you so much and as always, unconditional love and wellness to you.